Welcome to the Dignified People podcast, shining a light on systemic oppression and what we can do about it. So today I asked my friend Candace to be the first guest on the Dignified People podcast, and I'm really, really excited for this episode. I think Candace does an amazing job at outlining a lot of issues that people with disabilities face and a lot of issues that we'll cover in the future. I think that Candace is amazing at sharing her story and sticking up for other people as well as as acting as a mentor and I think that that really comes through during this episode and so um, I just wanted to set the stage a little bit to prepare you just for a really casual conversation between Candace and I where um, we just talk about her life and what um, she's been up to and what she's really passionate about and then um, I also want to let you guys know that I will link to some of uh, the programs and maybe other things that aren't totally common knowledge to most people. Um, I'll link to those in the notes so you guys can check those out if you have questions. And you can always feel free to leave a comment or even like send, send us an email if there's something that you want more information about. All right, well, enjoy the show. Hi everyone, I'm here today with Candace Cunningham and we're just going to jump right into it and um, Candace, how do you want to introduce yourself? My name is Candace Cunningham, I'm awesome, I'm a person that has um, cerebral palsy. Okay, and what do you do for work in your spare time, how do you, what does that look like for you? Sleep? No. <laughs> well, work, I work at UMKC with um, the program, sorry. Uh-huh. Um, working with other young adults with individual, with, I, with developmental disability mm-hmm. and also in the low to middle income to go to prepare them for college. Okay, and so what would that, what does your day-to-day look like when you're at the Propel program? Um, I'm usually sitting down with students, making sure they know what they're doing that day, making sure if they didn't turn in their homework, they do it so they can get some points, or driving them to the internship, or just making sure they're okay. Yeah, and what do you think is the best part of your job at the Propel program? My students. Yeah, and what's the hardest part? My students. <laughs> it just depends on the day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Um, how did you end up with the Propel program? I don't know. Um, I, I graduated in May and was like, what am I going to do in my life? And I applied. Yeah. <laughs> got there. So, and I, I'm in, I'm on the board of directors of Propel. So I, already have known about okay. it. So I thought this would be a good let's get my feet wet and see yeah. what they actually do. Uh-huh. So. Very cool. Um and you're on the board for something else as well, aren't you? Yes. For the Summit Future Foundation. And what does the Summit Future Foundation do? Um <laughs> we work with young um we work with um either kids or younger that's what um mm-hmm. Intellectual disability IDD, um, just getting them out in the communities, and if they want to get a job, we'll see what kind of job they want, or helping them with school. Cool. 
I love yeah. that. And what do you think that your biggest accomplishment so far is in your life? Graduating from college. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I graduated May 5th last mm-hmm. year with a degree in family and uh, child and family development. Mm-hmm. So. And when you went to college, what, what did you see yourself doing after you graduated? Like, what's, like, your dream job? Just working with families and kids with disabilities. Uh-huh. I, don't, I don't know if I have a title, but knowing yeah. that they have a purpose in life and mm-hmm. knowing that they can do whatever anyone else can do. Yeah, and I think that kind of ties into this next question. Um, if there were, like, parents or a family um, or even someone who has a disability, what would be, like, your biggest piece of advice for them? Um, don't listen to anyone. Just try try to do it. And um, my biggest motivated motivation was people told me that I can't do things. Mm-hmm. So even if somebody tells you you can't do it, you mm-hmm. might find a different way to do it. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. That's really true. Um, that's what I've learned a lot about is just that, you know, there's there's all sorts of supports or means to an end and it's not to say that anyone can't go do those things yeah can always find a way to make it happen yeah um so now that you're on the board for the summit future foundation Mm -hmm. and propel Mm -hmm. and our program here is coming to an end or is your position with propel coming to an end yeah what do you what do you see yourself doing now or oh. what are your, um, I, there's a word for that, but <laughs> yeah, answer. <laughs> um, I don't know, honestly. I, I'm just praying that something else will come to me. I mm-hmm. don't know. Have you been like looking for jobs? Have you been? I have been looking for jobs. Uh-huh. I don't think I do it in the right <laughs> way. So I probably uh-huh. need to find as my mom for help or as just mm-hmm. for help. You know, because I don't want to go on the wrong website. Yeah, know? yeah, definitely. Um, is there the potential for you to stay on with like the Propel program? Yeah, probably. I don't know mm-hmm. if I would want to. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> that's yeah. fair. That's fair. So I'll just clarify the um, Propel program position that Candace has is an AmeriCorps VISTA program, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. And so it does have like a, it's like a one-year. One-year commitment, mm-hmm. yes. All right. And then when we talk about broken systems, um, I just kind of want to hear about your experience with broken systems, and that can be anything from like healthcare to education to just anything in our society that you, has really impacted you. I think the government and, like, the SSI or SSCI. Okay. I uh-huh. was on it when I was younger. Uh-huh. And then 18, at age 18, I'm an adult, so I had to reapply, mm-hmm. which I did, and I got it. And then my mom got sick mm-hmm. um, maybe two or three years ago, so she applied for SSDI. Mm-hmm. And then I did, we didn't realize that I had a we applied for SSI, so um, I haven't had SSI or that um, income uh-huh. to help me live an independent life. 
uh-huh. for at least two years now. Oh, wow. Because we've been going back and forth. Mm-hmm. And since I didn't have it when I worked at Macy's, I would work more hours yeah. because I need right. income, you know. And then yeah. when the government or SSI mm-hmm. would look up our pay stuff, they'd be like, well, you work too much. And I'm like, well, I needed to yeah. have a living. To so, pay my bills. Yeah, so oh. I think that that yeah. system and even, like, the amount that you can make when you're on there, is broken because I think that they want you to be independent, but yet they don't want you mm-hmm. to be independent. And, yeah. yeah, it's like they're you know everyone complains that um, people who receive just help from yeah. anyone, you know, like oh they're not doing their yeah. part to do stuff, and it's like we're we're not letting them. Yeah. Like if they're going to get the help, we're not letting people. Yeah have access to that, and then we're preventing them from getting help when they are being semi-successful, yeah. and to be more successful, we need help. Yeah. Yeah. They they don't know what they want us to do, yeah. honestly. Yeah. No, and that's, uh, that's a really hard piece to fix. Um, because, yeah, in the long run, it's like we would have people who are more independent and would need less help yeah. if we actually could accommodate that yeah yeah definitely um so with your experience with like that particular system um how has that impacted how you like your worldview or how you view um other systems in your life does that make sense yeah i think it's all just messed up yeah and I would give one advice if you're mm-hmm. applying for anything, make sure you make copies of your yeah. um application yeah, because mm-hmm. they will lose it a lot. But I just think that my worldview is messed up because mm-hmm. when hopefully when I'm I'm twenty eight now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so hopefully when I'm thirty or uh-huh. thirty five I can have a stable job and mm-hmm. not have to rely on mm-hmm. something that's so bulky. Yeah. Because I'm I'm trying to rely on them to help me now mm-hmm. but they're not really they're giving me stress and anxiety because yeah. I don't know what's gonna come in the mail. You need documentation and uh, of course you could physically see yeah. something wrong with me but but you have to have that on paper. Yeah. So what, when, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, so when you, what what is your, like, um, what does independence mean to you? I think that we've kind of, like, alluded to that, like, you want to live an independent um, lifestyle. And what does that mean to you? What does that look like? Independent means... That I can have an well, I but income that I can pay my bills, get my mm-hmm. groceries, hopefully live on my own one day. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that one, but <laughs> um, and just knowing that I have that money in the bank that mm-hmm. nobody else can take from me, and knowing that if I do need a coke and don't yeah. have money, you know I could. Go and swipe my card and not right. worry 
oh, they're going to see I did this, you know, so. Mm -hmm. How many hours do you work in a week? I don't know. I mean, I work Tuesday to Friday, Uh nine to five. Nine to five. And you work Mondays. You've been here working all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So you work about 40 hours a week. Yeah. Yeah. And then last semester, I was doing this, land, propel, and then on Saturday, Sundays, working at Macy's. Mm-hmm. So how how long were your shifts at Macy's? All day. All day? Eight hours. Eight hours. So, yeah, that's yeah. like working a ton, yeah. and then you can't, yeah, get yeah. the things that yeah. you need on top of that. And then I have narcolepsy, too, so oh. I'm always exhausted. Mm-hmm. So working tons. Yeah. Yeah, oh. just... You know, you can see the physical things mm-hmm. that's I have cerebral palsy, but um, um, just whatever's going on inside, yeah, yeah. like the exhaustion, yeah. the fatigue, yeah. the anxiety, you, things like that. You yeah. can't see that, yeah, unless I have a boy down, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, and it's it, it, you know, people think that. Uh, disability is just physical, and it's not. Mm-hmm. And it could be learning disability, autism, um, speech, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Down syndrome. I forgot. Yeah, there's, there. I mean, you there's know? a whole host of things yeah, so. that. Yeah. Um. What are the? So we've kind of talked about the systems that are broken in your life. Um. I want to ask you about how you thought uh, education went for you. Education went very good, honestly. For me, mm-hmm. and learning about what other people have to do, mm-hmm. you know, or going through or whatever, it's just like, it's like, wow. Like, <laughs> I was, you know, I was in special ed, mm-hmm. middle school, and then high school, they mainstreamed me. And then I went to college. So, I mean, yeah. you know, and I had those accommodations in college mm-hmm. and in high school. But I did it essentially with the support of my support team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. So. Are there any other systems that you think have been really beneficial for you that have helped you be more successful? System. Family. <laughs> Family, yeah, that's the a good one. Church system, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Your community. Yeah, community, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. And what ways have your community helped you be more successful? Just seeing that I can be a, uh, anyone, like anyone mm-hmm. else, and not knock me down when I want to apply for a job or when I want mm-hmm. to do something, you know. Yeah. Encourage me to yeah. do it, you know. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really nice that there are a lot of people that are cheering for you and helping you get to where you want to go. Yeah. And I think everyone needs that, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. 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 Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then what do you want people who maybe don't have a disability or anything else like that, what do you want them to understand about your situation? I mean, everyone has a situation depending on 
if it's disability, living in poverty, you know, um, anything. So just know that even though you're not in my situation, I have a situation. Do not judge me because, like, we have Colin who has several party too, and he's in a, he uses a virtual, which as me, I don't use a virtual. So people yeah. with several party, they do not look the same, you yeah. know? So don't be like, mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. you know, don't think that you know what's wrong because nothing's wrong with us, mm-hmm. first of all. But don't think that you know what they're going to mm-hmm. Or like what they, like, I might know what, you know, what what you've asked me yeah. for, but I don't know well, about what Colin yeah. needs. Yeah. yeah. So don't, like, I ask you for help cutting my plate or something. Mm-hmm. Don't assume that Colin needs that help, too, you know. Mm-hmm. So. So when, I think a lot of, um, some of the, I mean, like, when we talk about disability rights, mm-hmm. we're just talking about human rights. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so what are some of, like, um, if, there were a policy, like a federal government policy that could be enacted tomorrow. Um, Yeah, (laughs) I didn't prepare you for this. Um, What that would make things, even if just marginally better, but like instantaneous, what what do you think that legislation would look like? There's a lot. You can take some time to think about it too. I think... Honestly, getting rid of the workshop, the shelter workshop, mm-hmm. and the sub-minimum wage, because mm-hmm. you, and I'm um, fortunate enough to not happen to be in that situation, but you have people that only make a penny, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just like, how are they going to live? Yeah. And you have to think as a person without a disability, would you want to make a penny of our Yeah. You know, so uh-huh. why would you assume that we, right. you know, that because we all have, mm-hmm. we, as I, this is just my thought, we all were placed here on earth for a purpose or a reason, mm-hmm. so let us live our purpose and mm-hmm. reason and let us show you why. Whoever you believe in, you know, God or whatever, why they place you on the earth. Mm-hmm. Because I believe, I truly believe that God put me on the earth because he wanted to show everyone that, yes, she had the disability, but she can get her high school diploma and mm-hmm. um, bachelor's degree and still go on, you know. Yeah. So, set an example for everyone yeah. who's like maybe having a hard time. Yeah, um, and it doesn't have to be with a disability. It could be financially, mm-hmm. you know, just not having the resource. And I think that's the big thing is if you know something, you don't keep it to yourself. Spread it. If it's something good, yeah. <laughs> let other people who you know that might not know about it, know about it, because you never know mm-hmm. what can change a person's life. Yeah. Well, that's part of the, you kind of hit the purpose of the podcast <laughs> right on the head. <laughs> Should have had you do my intro. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that's a big piece when I, um, 
when people were talking about like voting this last election, mm-hmm. things like that, I one of the biggest things for me is that like you know when you vote for or even when you're considering policy in mm-hmm. general, you it's policy isn't about you. Yeah. Policy is about what's best for everyone. Yeah. And so when we have, as we typically do, enact policies that benefit just. Uh, yeah, yeah, a small group of people, or yeah. we're only voting because something um, will impact us, and we're not really thinking on how that, the chain reaction, and how that benefits other people mm-hmm. or harms other people. Mm-hmm. So when we get into a lot of trouble too, yeah. I think that's a really good point. Um, what we'll kind of wrap this up, mm-hmm. um, and I'll just ask you if there was one thing that everything had to know. What do you think it should be? And I know you gave your one piece of advice to like um, families and people who might have a disability earlier, but just this could be anything. If there was, um, you're talking about, you know, if you know something, you should share it. What's the one thing that you know that you just want to share with everyone? I don't know. No. <laughs> oh, check out Lind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and tell us what Lend is since we're on the topic. Um, leadership, education, neurodevelopmental disabilities, and yep. it's at the K- KU Medical Center, um, working in the, in the disability with OT, PT, dietitian, um, <laughs> self-advocates, parents advocates, and mm-hmm. just learning more about how to work with or help somebody with the um, developmental disabilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, LEND is, there's one in every state. So there's, LEND, oh, um, you said. You said, mm-hmm. yeah. So there's definitely resources um, and things to check out too. So, all right, well, we'll wrap it up. And okay. thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah. That was the Dignified People podcast. Thank you for listening and tune in next time to continue to be a part of something bigger.